Twins beat the Red Sox in the series finale, salvage a split at Fenway Park behind a great start from Dylan Bundy. Let's break it out on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, April 18th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, I'm Nash Walker. I've been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is my third season. I've been writing at Twins Daily for four seasons. I'm here every day. I break down all these games, and I'm happy to break down a Twins win today at Fenway Park. For as early as it is, we are 10 games in, officially 10 games in, to the 162-game season for the Minnesota Twins. As early as it is, today felt as important as it could be for Game 10. Because the Twins came in at 3-5, and five, you know, 3-6. and 3-6, and six, he lost two in a row. At 3-6, and six, Buxton's down, he's progressing. Just felt like they needed to get this win today. Felt like they needed to... Block the two-game losing streak, get the offense going a little bit, and come out of here with a win and stay within two games of 500. We know what happened last year. When you pile these losses on top of each other, it doesn't matter how early it is because at a certain point you look and you go, we're eight games below 500, and we have a ton of games to play and a ton of games against teams that aren't as good as us. But it's just a climb. It's a mountain to climb. It taxes the team. It taxes everybody. It taxes Baldelli. It taxes the whole unit to be behind as early as April. And I'm not saying four and six is an outstanding start. Don't get me wrong. To start four and six is not ideal. I would have loved for them to be five and five or six and four or seven and three. It would be awesome for them to be in a better spot. But this could have been a lot worse. They could have gone out there today at an 11 a.m. start in Boston, 10-10 Central, and let Rich Hill kind of dice them up. And they were aggressive today in the zone. They took good at-bats. Kyle Garlic, two-run homer. Jorge Polanco, two-run homer. They tack on late. Roberto Celestino is one of the best at-bats of the year in the eighth inning to get Polanco to the plate with the bases loaded. Polo punches a single through the right side. It's just a good, good win. Dylan Bundy was awesome in this game. And twin starting pitchers now with the second-best ERA in the American League currently as of uh, 2 o'clock. Monday afternoon, the Twins pitching staff, starting pitching staff, has the second-best ERA at 2.96 in the American League. Hasn't been the issue. And, you know, right now, if you looked at how the offense has performed overall, today was a good day. Friday was a good day. They scored 16 runs combined in those two games. If you look at how the offense – if you show me the line, the, uh, the slash line of the offense, today included, for the first 10 games, I would say, oh, man, they're 3-7 and seven or 2-8 and because you just – they need they need their offense. And I, if you were to show me that before the season, they said they need their offense. They still need their offense. They're going through some lumps right now. Carlos Correa yesterday saying, don't worry. It's going to get better. And immediately it gets better the next morning. I'm still confident this offense is going to hit. It's, it's too talented. I don't think it's homer dependent. I think they have a lot of guys who can come through with big hits, who have ability to make contact, ability to hit for a high average. And Gio Urshela and Jorge Polanco and Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa – they have guys who can hit for average. They have guys who can hit for power. They're talented. I think they're going to score enough runs this year. You can look at it at this a couple of different ways. You can say, 
wow, if Twins pitching keeps this up, or at least in the ballpark, the rotation, and then the offense kicks into gear, this team has a chance to be really good. Or you could look at it and say, Twins pitching is going to regress. We know that. And if the offense doesn't hit, they're not going to be a good team. It comes down to this performance. It's wins, baby. Just win. For the Twins right now, that's that's a good win today. Dylan Bundy goes out there, shuts him down for the first three innings, lets the Twins take control of this game offensively. And that's been my point all offseason into this year. Twins pitching, give your offense a chance to take control of games. And that's what Dylan Bundy did. That's what basically the entire staff has done in these first 10 games. We haven't really seen a blow-up start. Chris Paddock had a, a rough first inning but bounced back. We haven't seen a blow-up start from a twin starter. Uh, and that's you know part of why they've been able to win four out of their first 10 games, even though they only are four and six. It could have been a lot worse than it is right now. To repeat myself, it doesn't mean it's automatically going to get better. They still need to hit. They need to go to Kansas City where it's going to be cold and rainy again. This isn't, it's not going to let up. They have to go to Minnesota this weekend. It's 35 degrees today in Minneapolis. The weather's not going to, it's not going to let up. You have to find a way to win those games. And most importantly, you have to find a way to win teams that are inferior to you. If the Twins are a legitimately good team this year, they will go into Kansas City. They will take two out of three from the Royals and they'll get back to one, one game within 500. And then they'll have the White Sox at home and have a chance in that series as well. We know that's going to be a difficult series for Twins pitching. If they are legitimate, they will go into Kansas City and carry this over and, and take good at-bats like they did today and pitch well like they have the first 10 games. Uh, I'm hopeful that they'll do that. And I, I'm excited that they won today because, again, this could have snowballed into a 3-7 and seven start. You lose the first game of the Kansas City series, it's 3-8, and eight, and you're like, oh, man. We've we've dug a pit. They're, for right now, they've avoided that. They're four and six. It's not where you want to be, but it's better than where they could have been at this point through that ten game stretch. Four against the Mariners team that won ninety games last year. You had two against the best team in the world. I don't think there's anyone even close to the Dodgers for best team in the world. And then you had four against Boston at Fenway Marathon Weekend. They're hoping opening series to get a split there. I I said it was a B outcome. It's a good outcome for them. Maybe you're an A student and you hold them to a high standard. You think they should have gotten three out of four after winning game one? I'd hear you out on that. I'd rather they be five and five. I think they had chances to be five and five. Not just the Boston series, but the Seattle series, the first game of the Dodgers series, had chances to win those games. And moving forward, they're going to have to win those games. Let's talk about Yohan Duran, Jorge Polanco, Griffin Jacks, and more after this word from Bet Online. Bet Online is the best. BetOnline is the number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, it's your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. Go bet the Wolves at betonline.net. Howl, baby, howl. The Timberwolves game two, I believe, is Saturday. Make sure you get your bets in, betonline.net. And bet the Twins. Let's make some parlays. Go to betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Lockdown MLB now. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. For your next listen, check them out. The Lockdown Now podcast. It's recaps of MLB games from analysis our local experts we're taking fans through the season like no other free and available wherever you get your podcasts you want to round pitches today in relief 
I like the spot for him. I definitely like the spot for him in the seventh inning. Twins up four to one. Gives up a homer to Christian Vasquez. Kind of scooped it out. Golf shot. I think after Duran's first couple outings, I had said on the show, got to throw more fastballs. Got to throw fastballs for strikes. And the Red Sox today were definitely sitting fastball. They were sitting on the fastball. Duran was having trouble throwing breaking balls for strikes. But then he did to Hernandez. Bounced back in a, in a good way. It's not a stuff problem. It's not really a location problem. Like I, he did struggle a little bit locating today, but it's more of a pitch sequence problem for you on Duran in the last two outings. I think he's still figuring it out. He was a starter his whole life. He's geared up to be a starter throwing all three, four of his pitches. And he just needs to learn as a reliever, what works best in certain matchups, what hitters are trying to do against him, a sec- especially a second time in a series. They'd already seen Duran in this series so they know what he has and they know what the fastball looks like it's important for him to learn and it's important for him to be put in those spots and and i'm glad rocco gave him that opportunity to work through it there in the seventh inning doesn't get sent out for the eighth griffin jacks closes this thing out uh, luckily the twins were able to tack on in a big way in the eighth inning gilberto celestino man this was the at bat of the game takes a slider on the black it was a ball for ball four after fouling off tough pitches a dude that was throwing 96 with a cutter was his last name with with a nasty cutter and Roberto Celestino just just had a great at bat you know fresh off the bench just has a great at bat um off the bench I'm sorry he started this game I'm thinking of him coming over from St. Paul and this is his first series um just a great at bat for Celestino Griffin Jacks mentioned those two innings I still think Jacks needs to find a way to get up to 95 96 consistently Command a little bit of an issue today, but I'm hopeful that he can become a good reliever, especially against right-handed hitters. We saw I got some whiffs on the slider. It's nasty. 86 with the slider, 94 fastball. High spin slider, high spin stuff. I think Jax can be a good middle innings to potentially later innings for higher upside uh, option for the Twins in the future. Twins outfield. It's funny how how this can kind of, uh, I don't want to say fall apart because Garlic had a good game. I thought Celestino had a good at bat. Max Kepler is taking some good at-bats, got screwed there on a, on ball four. I don't think it's falling apart, but it's funny to see how it can quickly kind of change. When Byron Buxton's not in center, the whole outlook changes. And the reports on Buxton are that he's going to be back soon, maybe even potentially in Kansas City. No roster move for him. Very optimistic, at least hopefully back for that White Sox series at Target Field this weekend. They will need him as soon as possible. The team's just not the same without him. We know that. The team hasn't been the same without him in the last three years. And I think that's maybe especially true this year. Because you have Correa, you need Buxton. Lineup protection, I know sometimes we talk about that in a way that, you know, we kind of emphasize it. It's not always the case. And it's been proven that lineup protection is not always, doesn't always happen. It's not always a, a true phenomenon. To have Buxton and Correa is just a completely different scenario for a pitcher than having just Correa in that lineup it makes everybody better it makes the lineup deeper it makes the defense borderline elite i would say on paper they haven't played at an elite level i thought they played really good defense today but when buxton's in center the defense is borderline elite with correa and buxton up the middle you got polanco who's a plus defender at second i know sanoa's had his struggles at first you got Rochelle at third max coupler is one of the best right fielders in the league defensively becomes a good unit ryan jeffers behind the plate Solid catcher. Gary Sanchez, early returns on him as a catcher have been pretty good for the Twins. And it's early. It's 10 games, and we usually see that come back down toward the mean. But Buxton just changes the whole outlook 
And we know that. And that's why they need him back as soon as possible. Good to get a win here. Good to get a split here without Buxton. You know, he had a double in that first inning, and that run came around to score, I believe, of the first game of this series. But they didn't have Byron Buxton. They still split this series. Um, that's a good thing. Let's talk more about that. I want to talk about Jorge Polanco, what he brings to this team after this word from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Plus, they've now added the Puffs. If you haven't tried the Puffs, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I don't know how Built Bar does it, but every single time, they come through with an amazing combination of taste, of health. You can go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Jorge Polanco. Jorge Polanco, the Twins MVP in 2021 by a mile. While Byron Buxton was great in 61 games, it was 61 games. And to me, it wasn't really close for Twins MVP last year. Jorge Polanco was that dude all year. 33 homers, outstanding at the plate, solid at second base, extremely clutch all year long, came through with big time hits. I think he had back-to-back-to-back walk-off Hits for the Twins at a certain point. Might be missing a game even. I remember it, but I can't remember quite the order. Uh, I believe that was in the same stretch the Twins had won like three or four series in a row against playoff teams, and that was one of their best stretches. Probably their best stretch of last year. It's not saying much. That team was terrible. Jorge Polanco was not. Jorge Polanco was awesome last year, and I know he's gotten off to a slow start along with the rest of this offense, but he's so important, and I don't know if it might be asinine to say with Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa in this lineup, is there a player you want more up there right now with the bases loaded and two outs needing a run than Jorge Polanco? Like it's guaranteed he's going to give you a good at-bat. And I think that's where some of the upside lives in this offense. You could pick four guys there. Luis Arise, I would say, yeah. You know, Carlos Correa, the best player, probably. Byron Buxton, the most dangerous hitter. Jorge Polanco, always a good at-bat. Really good hitter from both sides of the plate. Pick a lot of guys in that spot, right? And I think that's that's why there's some upside in this lineup, um, certainly for the Twins. But Jorge Polanco is such an important part of this team. And I think people forget, you look at counting stats, Jorge Polanco leads the Twins in like every counting stat since he made his debut. And especially in the last couple of years. And, Jorge, and Nelson Cruz was amazing for them. But the pre-Nelson Cruz Twins to the now Twins, Jorge Polanco – He's out there every single day. He was down in 2020 with the ankle. It was a short and weird season. But outside of that, man, you look at his complete seasons, he's just a really good ball player. He's an underrated ball player. Now that he's moved to second, there's not many flaws in his game. And Matthew Trueblood pointed this out. Like, not a great runner, but Ozzy Albies and Jorge Polanco are extremely comparable as players. And you always hear about Ozzy Albies. You never hear about Jorge Polanco outside of the, the Minneapolis market. And I understand that, you know, Byron Buxton gets a lot of attention, I think, league-wide. Carlos Correa, of course, is going to get a lot of attention league-wide. Jorge Polanco is quietly an outstanding player and quietly a player who does all the things right. He doesn't strike out. He'll draw walks. He's a switch hitter. He's a plus defender at second. He hits for power. He hits for average. He gets on base. He's cl- like, what are you? what are you looking for? from Jorge Polanco that he doesn't do. Awesome player, awesome day today. Jorge Polanco, 
was maybe the reason the Twins offense last year wasn't like straight up putrid. I think he saved them from being really, really bad. And they did have some good performances. So no, in the second half, Donaldson was pretty good all year, but Jorge Polanco was far and away, you know, their guy last year when Buxton got hurt, it was Polo. It was Polo as their leader, Polo in the heart of that lineup. Cruz gets traded. I remember saying last year, I thought Donaldson was going to take over as like the leader so-called of last year's team. I think it ended up being Polo. And I think he is a guy everybody looks at and everybody looks at and expects you know, what he does every day to be awesome. Jorge Polanco has been great for the Twins, especially the last two years. Starts in the All-Star game in 2019, fell off a little bit in that second half, and then again in 2020. But overall, Polo, great game, you know, great player. Really, really like him. Twins go to Kansas City now for three. Chris Archer, Chris Paddock, and Joe Ryan on the slate for the Twins. Going to face Carlos Hernandez, Daniel Lynch, and Zach Grinke in that order. Keep an eye on the forecast. Keep an eye on the postponement wire. There's rain coming in Kansas City. Looks like they're going to be able to play Tuesday, but maybe not Wednesday and Thursday. Enjoy this series. Again, the Twins will show you. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you. The Twins will show you who they are on a series-to-series basis, how they bounce back, how they respond. They responded in a really nice way today. They responded in a way that you would expect from a team that is trying to contend, a team that's trying to compete in every single series. They will show you, not only in April, they'll show you in May, they'll show you in June, July, and August, but right now, all we got is tomorrow, and it's just looking forward to the next day. Hopeful that the Twins can go into Kansas City, take two out of three. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Twins. Thank you for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day, and I'll make your second listen Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.